0: Welcome to The Math of You, a podcast about formative media from when we were young. I'm Lucas Brown. On this, our 34th episode, I'll be talking to Aaron Hunter, designer and visual artist, about depictions of witchcraft in media. Along the way, we'll discover the Halloween capital of America, debate horses versus dragons, and quite possibly dethrone the ultimate comfort food movie. We'll finish the show with our signature cocktail and let you know how you can become a guest on the math of you. We join this conversation already in progress. You got pink black like eyes from loving too hard. Right, Aaron, so for those who may not know you, why don't you say who you are and what makes you a beautiful and unique snowflake?
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd like to start by saying I'm not a beautiful and unique snowflake. That's fair. I'm <laughs> my name is Aaron Hunter. I would like to also add that there is no relation to the Warrior Cats books with my name. It's an unfortunate circumstance that I have to live with. I lost my train of thought.
0: You were going to talk about yourself.
1: Oh, God! The thing I'm worse at doing <laughs> Um, I am an artist on my good days. a fine artist, I guess you would call me. I do more traditional media, so like oil painting and watercolor. I actually went to school for ceramics, so I do more of that kind of stuff. If you try to put me down in front of like a computer and like a Wacom tablet, I will just start buffering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a huge nerd and love all of that kind of stuff, and so of course I found my way to the internet. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs>
0: you also do cross stitch and make badges.
1: Yes, I also do like cross stitch and embroidery and make patches. I also um, try to incorporate that into like my art and like paintings and stuff. I really like combining watercolor painting and stitching. It's a very time intensive process, but it's it turns out really really cool.
0: Cool. And we ended up interacting because you're going to, as I mentioned on a previous episode, you're going to be, you have designed a tattoo for me. And that was very awesome. And I intend to get that before the end of the month. But I think we started talking. I think you were a guest on one of the business podcasts. I can't remember if it was it Xena Business or was it Sailor Business? It was Xena Business. That's the one.
1: Yep. It was Xena Business. I'd like, really like to be on Sailor Business too, but. I don't know how many like guest spots they have left, because I know they're approaching the end. But yes, I was on one of the first-ish episodes of Xena Business, which was so incredibly fun. That was also my first experience being on a podcast.
0: We've both been guests and taken that hit of the clunky early episode <laughs> on Xena Warrior Business.
1: I think you got saddled with a worse episode than I would
0: Fucking Ms. Antias. Oh, that was awful.
1: <laughs>
0: that episode was so boring, it made me mad. But... <laughs> If I can take it so someone else doesn't have to, then that's okay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My episode was not totally terrible. I got to bond with Allie over the definition of a 90s hot dad, and that was fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, it was that one. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, that just reminds me. My girlfriend's currently away visiting her sister in Thailand for the next... Five days, I think, and I had promised Allison Stock that I was going to start watching Yuri on Ice with all the free time that I've had. Oh no! Ever since, it's been like, "Have you watched it yet?" It's like, "No, (laughs) I haven't (laughs) yet, but I will. I promise."
1: She loves that show so much; like, she might love that show more than the creators love the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay because that's just Allie being Allie. So whereabouts did you grow up?
1: I grew up in Minnesota, which if you've never heard of that, it's... If you've never heard of Minnesota, it's in the, like, north central part of the United States. I grew up in, like, a suburb of the suburbs of the Twin Cities called Anoka. If you live in Minnesota, you've probably heard of it, but if you don't, then you never would have heard of it. Actually, Anoka is on record as the Halloween capital of the world. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So <laughs> I th- I feel like that says a lot about me.
0: All right. I I got to say, I can't let that pass. I need to know more <laughs> about this. Tell me um, how Anoka is the Halloween capital of the world. First off, was there a competition and what were the rules?
1: There was not a competition. I did a little research actually about this because I would tell people like at school about it and they'd be like, "I don't believe you." And I'd be like, "No, Well, here's the reason why. It's because Anoka, Minnesota was one of the first cities in the United States to have a regular Halloween parade. Okay. It was one of the first places that would do this thing, have this like parade on Halloween. And it was kind of like to, you know, distract the youths from doing dumb shit on Halloween.
0: Knocking over mailboxes, blowing up cattle, the usual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, like, they grabbed onto this notion, and now, in Anoka, Halloween is, like, this huge deal. We have parades for, like, three days leading up to Halloween, like, every day. And then on Halloween, and then, like...
0: Okay, so there's not one, but three Halloween parades. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: It's just, like, the whole town gets ducked out, and they have, like, a, for lack of a better term, like, beauty pageant. And, like, Anoka has a really, really good Halloween shop, actually, like not Halloween, a costume shop. It's one of the better ones I've ever been to. It's very, like, unassuming, kind of, but, like, Anoka just fucking loves Halloween.
0: (laughs) See, I'm just picturing this person who is thinking, you know what, I am going to travel east and I'm going to set up my costume shop, and I hope I find some place that understands me And then Halloween rolls around and this person just becomes the richest person in town.
1: Yeah, basically. It's this store that's just right off like Main Street in downtown Anoka. So it's Party Papers and Costumes. It's not a good name.
0: Party Papers sounds like terrible like cop slang from the 70s for marijuana (sighs) paraphernalia. (laughs) i found some party papers in his truck boss
1: you're not wrong during the like normal year it's just like a normal like party supply place they have cards cups and plates and all that kind of junk and then you know around like halloween time this whole like back section of the shop like opens up and it's just full of like costumes and wigs and masks and all kinds of stuff and it's just it's really cool
0: (laughs) see i'm just picturing it now as being run by a pair of sisters and one sleeps all the time, and the other is awake all the time. And then, one month before Halloween, a bell tolls, and the sleeping sister awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Gaiman could write this shit, I'm just saying.
1: I really wish that was the case. Oh, <laughs> that no. That sounds great. Maybe I'll write that. Good Except idea. I'm not a writer.
0: I've been in Australia for 14 years now, and... My initial urge was to attempt to bring Halloween to Australia because it's done, but it's done in a really half-assed kind of way in that some kids will do trick-or-treating, but the problem is most houses don't have candy. So they end up having to do it in like, usually if you've got like a little cul-de-sac or a neighborhood or whatever, they will organize trick-or-treating. So it's like you go to these houses that you know will have candy and it's all supervised and it becomes a thing. Whereas then if you're an adult, it's just... Oh, well, you know, because none of the proper stores will have costumes. And yeah. the costume stores are primarily focused around Oxford Street for the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. Lots of glitter, lots of feather boas, things like that. Essentially, what you end up getting is that all of the, the kind of $2 shops that you see, your kind of dodgy corner, five and dime type places where you can buy, you know, Tupperware that doesn't close and paper that your pen goes right through
1: sure yeah
0: will suddenly become costume havens oh yeah like the whole front section of their store will just be like yes if you're on your way to an impromptu halloween party and you don't have a costume this is your place
1: you can buy a wacky wig
0: (laughs) but yeah it's kind of like on the unbreakable kimmy schmidt where it's all the off-brand stuff yeah instead of cookie monster it's treat goblin (laughs)
1: It's like that It's like that post on Tumblr that's like, it's supposed to be like one of the guys from the Matrix, but it's like, it's Padre or this or this. And I can't remember like, I, oh God, I wish I was better at making references because it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love off-brand Halloween costumes.
0: Yeah, they're terrible.
1: It's such a simple joy.
0: <laughs> my trouble was always I would try and get too specific with my Halloween costumes and no one would know what I was. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so you had to spend the entire time going no no I'm this I, Mm -hmm. I, I really am like this was as an adult but we had a a work drinks where it was like oh it was a celebrity theme so you had to come dressed as a celebrity yeah and I didn't tell anyone but I went to eBay and began quietly sourcing a John Cena costume Oh my god. And this was before John Cena had his own like multicolored merch so I was like okay I, I need like a football jersey and I need like a cap with like a snapback brim and I need his little spinner championship <laughs> and like some some shorts. Yeah obviously. I already have some fancy enough sneakers that I can wear that's fine Perfect. and I got it and I turned up and I had to continually tell people no they're like what are you like like a football star and I'm just like no, I'm John Cena.
1: John Cena.
0: And I was walking home after a, a rather boring <laughs> work drinks that had that eventuated. And, like, from across the road by the bus stop, I hear, bah, bah, da, bah. And I was like, yeah, yes! One guy got it!
1: <laughs> okay, that story reminds me of two other stories, and I have to tell both of them. Okay. Okay, so this last Halloween... I went to a party with my friend Chris Rowling and he went as he went as Dean Ambrose the wrestler. Hey, Chris, you seem like an okay
0: guy, but try harder.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that's the thing he was like, okay, so I want to be something that I don't have to put a whole lot of effort into. And he was like, okay, and it worked. He ended up looking like Dean Ambrose and it was. Anyway, so we were going to this party and he was like, no one's going to recognize who I am, blah, 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 blah. And we were there for literally, like, ten minutes, and someone comes around the corner, and he's like, the lunatic fringe! Nice. (laughs) And did a toast, and, like, too sweet at him, and we were like, okay, well, night is made.
0: Clearly, we are at the right party.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm dressed as punk Sailor Moon, and I have to constantly explain it to people. What? Yes.
0: Did you have the Odungos and everything?
1: Yes, I did. I went to a party city and i bought a wig like a long ass wig and tore it apart to make like clip-in hair extensions for the odongos that's crazy (sighs) yeah but anyway
0: considering there was an entire tumblr subgenre of punk sailor moon stuff which are mostly awesome
1: Oh yeah, they're all great. <laughs> I And I spent so long on this costume too. Like I had a shirt that was just like getting old that had Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service and I like cut it up and I stitched a like a little crescent moon onto the forehead to be Luna and I made like a whole back patch like to put on this vest that I had and I like went all out on this costume and everyone was like, what?
0: Are you one of the warriors? No, I'm not one of the fucking warriors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, all Chris was go... To Target and buy some tank tops and like a children's like tag team belt.
0: I think that real <laughs> Dean Ambrose would ruck up to the party with like a burrito he bought from a gas station and some beer that someone else left in a cooler outside of that gas station that he's stolen.
1: Although you know what I did get like future revenge on him because when we were at his friend's apartment before we went over to the party we were like okay Chris you have to be Dean Ambrose but your hair is not gross enough <laughs> so we put olive oil in his hair. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to like put all of one else hair that was pretty great because it was (laughs) disgusting and he was very uncomfortable
0: (laughs) any kind of like short-term let's fix your hair for halloween stories never have a good ending
1: this one ended in the next day him having to take like three showers and he still smelled like olive oil
0: (laughs) my friend ted had like hair to his shoulders and had decided he wanted to be wolverine Oh no! my friend Craig had decided that the way to do that was I said look well you know we can do it with egg whites and like put up his hair but he didn't find egg whites Uh-oh. instead he went to like the supermarket and bought two giant cans of hairspray oh boy and we made Ted lie on the floor and basically just like coated his hair with hairspray which basically Uh-oh. just gave him if Sonic the Hedgehog had a mullet <laughs> so it was just crispy like strands falling to his chin and he's just like I can't. I can't stop smelling it. It's the worst. I hate you. I hate oh, you all.
1: Oh God! Why didn't you go to Cub Foods or whatever and buy a, a dozen eggs? <laughs>
0: You'd think, right?
1: Right. It's gonna cost less.
0: But no, we were trying. We were trying to do this from from work, and so it was. What can we reach in our lunch break, and get back uh, in time? That was also the same time that I painted Craig almost entirely blue while drunk in a bathroom because.
1: Oh, those are the best stories. Because, yeah, he,
0: he's like, I want to be Nightcrawler. And he had worked out this thing where, you know those things that people use to throw a ball for a dog, those little grabber things? Yeah. He had worked out a way that if he put part, he cut the end off and put part of it under his belt, the tail would hang down, but he would crouch, and then it would bend and stick up. So Uh-oh. he's like, all right, I've got the tail, and I've made socks and stuff, and I've like cut up a suit jacket to make
1: this. That sounds so uncomfortable.
0: Oh, doesn't it? I've made the, sort of the red thing out of a, an old suit jacket. And I just need to be blue. So we went to an art supply store and bought a... Um, no! <laughs> happily, it was, in fact, body paint. It was not any other kind of paint. Oh, good. But it was... Oh, good. It was about the size of... You know those big novelty mugs that are like, yeah. Oh, I'm so hungover. I need this much coffee. Yeah, it was that big. Oh, and Jesus. And no brush. So it was just me slapping just, paint like, on his face.
1: Your... Oh, no. <laughs> like
0: Not even smoothing it. Just like splat. Splat.
1: Oh, love it that's fantastic
0: god there are still some photos on my facebook ed
1: (laughs) uh i think it was two year two years ago two halloweens ago i went out with a couple of my friends from school and they all went as like normal things like my friend smiley her costume was fantastic she actually went as ursula cool i decided i was gonna go as persephone okay the like greek goddess queen of hell you can't make a Persephone costume. That's not a thing. <laughs> no one's going to recognize that. It was really cool. Like, I made this really great, like, flower crown that had, like, gold, like, spikes coming out of it, and I did, like, awesome, like, face makeup, and, like, it was a really cool costume, but it was not... Don't don't go as Greek mythological figures. Like, go <laughs> as Zeus or nothing, because no one's gonna recognize that.
0: And even then, they're gonna be like, oh, you're King Triton from Little Mermaid. You're like, no! Yeah. In this Land of Halloween... Where this is Halloween, this is Halloween, et cetera.
1: Yep, all year round. Only 364 more days until the next Halloween.
0: That's true. What sort of kid were you?
1: you know, a weirdo. (laughs) It sounds unbelievable now because I'm such an introvert now, but like I was a very talkative, like bubbly little kid. But at the same time, like I was also very like weird and insecure because like, I'm just going to straight up say this now. It is very hard to grow up in America as a little girl who is overweight. Like I was very bubbly, but at the same time, like I was really weird and like introverted and like I was also very smart like I was always really good at school and like not to toot my own horn because I'm barely functioning adult I was just like very good at everything at school <laughs> but like I also didn't want to draw too much attention to myself like it was it was just like this weird combination of conflicting things in a small child like I said I was like bubbly and talkative but I didn't do like group after school activities and stuff. Like what I did was I went home and I hung out with one of my two best friends who are actually still my best friends, either Ashley or Kate. And depending on if I was hanging out with them, like which one I was hanging out with, it would depend on what I did. And if I wasn't hanging out with either of them, I would just read. So <laughs> I was just a really weird little kid who just kind of spent all of my time when I wasn't to school kind of just like escaping reality. <laughs>
0: No, and the thing is, for all you, you've you've mentioned, you know that you were a weird little kid, and I and I don't mean to downplay that, but I mean from the kind of stuff that we talk about on this show, it sounds like, frankly, you were a little less weird than you would have thought.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: There were a lot of people that were out there being lonely together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were with either of these Olsen twins, friends of yours, <laughs> what sort of things were you doing? What what'd you get into?
1: It's yeah, I was gonna say yeah, you're right. Kate and Ashley. So one of them, my friend Ashley Basog. if I was hanging out with her, then we would draw a lot. She was like the person that really got me into like being an artist because I don't have artists in my family. We watched a lot of Pokemon. We would actually take our Beanie Babies and make Pokemon outfits for them out of paper. (laughs) just kind of generally like run around the neighborhood and doing weird stuff or like drawing and then if i was hanging out with kate we would either be like watching tv or like playing pretend if we were watching tv we were watching wrestling or xena warrior princess or movies about witches and like magic like stuff like that and then we would go out in her like huge backyard and pretend we were witches (laughs) and like cast spells on her like weird annoying neighbor boys (laughs)
0: so i gotta ask because you did bring up pokemon and i feel it's kind of the way to go so who was your pokemon Mm -hmm. who was the one that you liked the best
1: eevee is my favorite eevee and like all of the evolutions just like in general Mm -hmm. because a big part of my personality is i am a collector so like i like things that come in sets (laughs) (laughs) so i love eevee to this day still my favorite. Otherwise, like, of the starters, I was, like, I was a Charmander girl, for sure, because, like, it's a fucking fire dragon, like, of course. I, okay, so my friend Ashley and I have this theory. In elementary school, you could really, like, group little girls by what kind of animal they are really into, like, they're obsessed with, and, like, most girls start out with horses, because we just all love horses, but then they kind of, like, transition and branch off into other things so like you have the girls that stay horse girls but then you also have the girls get rude that get like really into wolves oh yes (laughs) you know or like i had
0: i had a friend who was very into wolves yes
1: Mm -hmm. or really really into like dogs and cats Mm -hmm. and then there was me who was super into dragons
0: see see somewhere annie creighton's head has just lifted up and she doesn't know why (laughs)
1: that was me. I was so into dragons. <laughs> and because Charmander and like Charmeleon and Charizard, but also like I was at the same time, I was reading Dragon Riders of Pern so much. Um,
0: <laughs> so many unnecessary apostrophes.
1: <laughs> oh, so good. It's still to this day, one of my favorite series. Like I love it so much. I just, yeah, I love dragons.
0: <laughs> so I heard you mention it before. And so I, and since it is going to be the topic of the episode, I thought we should come back to it. Tell me about witchcraft and pretending to be witches.
1: So I don't 100% know why this is something like I latched onto at such an early age, but it's obviously stuck with me forever. That's why I'm talking about it. But I just like, always like, I don't know if this is something that like, because I was interested in it and I was seeking it out, but I just feel like in the like 90s and early 2000s, like magic, and witches and witchcraft just like in general was just there was so much of it there was so much of it obviously there was like harry potter everyone was into harry potter but then there was also philip pullman his dark materials trilogy i was so into that i still love it so much and i'm so excited for the new book that's gonna be coming out yeah me too (laughs) the witches in that are just like they're so cool just this idea that there's the group of women that are so independent and like so in control of themselves and the reality around them that like they can be separate from this like physical manifestation of a part of their soul and like talking back and forth with it. Like that's, that's so powerful. And so like, of course, as this like little girl, who just felt really weird and out of place all the time and then like spent a bunch of time just kind of like escaping reality like of course I latched on to this whole concept of women and and just like people in general that were in control of themselves and had this like power and self I don't know what I'm... I don't know what I'm trying to say they're so self-sufficient and just you know they didn't have to take shit from anyone and like that's such a powerful image it became like a really big part of my like ideal for myself in the future and because there was just so much of it around me like magic and witches show up in every fantasy series ever from the history of time but then there was also at that time like there's a lot of stuff on tv like there was Sabrina the Teenage Witch yeah that like tv series with Melissa Joan Hart Mm -hmm. I love that still to this day like I will just randomly go and watch and be like oh it's it's so good it's just, it's so great.
0: Which I, I still can't believe that lasted as long as it did.
1: I know. Because it's
0: like, it sounds like something that would be like a mid-season replacement for something else. <laughs> Being like, oh, you know, it's an adaptation of a spin off of an Archie series. What the hell? Let's yeah. throw it together. And it just seemed to be this sort of bubble of perfect 90s. And then it went for like, isn't it like 10 years or something? Yeah. because How many seasons did that show have?
1: Let me think. So it followed all the way through like the four years of high school. And then it did four years of college. And then I think one or two years post-college as well. So like past the point when she was not a teenager anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was just Sabrina, that witch over there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Sabrina, that really weird girl who, oh, turns out she's a witch. <laughs> so good.
0: Oh, speaking of which, have you read any of the rebooted Weird Tales of Sabrina or whatever it is, the the new kind of- The Chilling
1: Adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch?
0: That's the one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, yes. It's so good. See, and I, I love spooky shit. (laughs) <laughs> I love the art of it. Obviously, as an artist, the art of comic books is very, very like important to me. Like, You can have a fantastic, engaging story, but if the art isn't interesting or good, then I just can't, I, it can't, doesn't keep my interest.
0: I'm with you there because I've gone back to some very capital I important comic book stories and just found myself completely disengaged from the material because the art was either dated or strange or particularly stylized in a way that didn't engage me
1: the chilling adventures of sabrina the teenage witch has a really weird good chilling art style that it's very like brings it out of the realm of this is an archie comic to like this is some spooky shit about like intense dark like witchcraft and i love witchcraft in like all faces of it so my favorite miyazaki movie is kiki's delivery service if i don't know what i want to watch that's what i put on (laughs) It's one of my favorite movies ever. And it's so good because it's like, it's such a good, innocent story of this young girl who also happens to be a witch and is like coming to terms with herself and growing up and then also her powers and like what that means as her and her identity. And it's like very good and wholesome. And it shows like, it shows magic as a like really good positive force, which I love. But then on the total opposite end, there's the chilling adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, or there's witches by scott snyder that are like very creepy and very like primordial and just like unsettling (laughs) i love both of those equally
0: (laughs) yeah and then you get stuff like black magic which is i think greg rucka and nicholas scott which is sort of like small town cop but also a witch yeah which presents almost this sort of everyday aspect to magic at least for her
1: yeah which i love that too yeah
0: and also I will read anything that Nicholas Scott draws because she does amazing <laughs> stuff.
1: That's one of the reasons like that idea of like the witches and magic in everyday life is a really, really fun to me. And that's the reason why I love the movie Practical Magic sandra bullock
0: i was waiting for that
1: because like again came out in like the 90s it's so 90s but like it's it presents this like snapshot of these witches and these magic users but in their everyday life just dealing with normal everyday things except for there's also magic
0: see i know practical magic and i know that a bunch of my friends know it because I got to see the two bossy dames do a live tweet of Practical Magic. Nice. And that was an amazing thing to look at from work when I glanced at Twitter every now and again was just like, oh, that's happening. So for those who may not have seen it, do you want to run through what Practical Magic was?
1: Sure. (laughs) So Practical Magic was, this movie came out, like I said, like in the 90s, starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman. And I'm very proud of myself for being able to tell you that because I am not good at actors and actresses, actress names. They star in this movie as these two sisters who are witches and their family is cursed by like this curse that they're like great, great, great grandmother or something. She like fell in love but then like was heartbroken. And so she cursed herself and her, you know, entire lineage because this curse was so strong to never fall in love essentially. And so it, the way this curse played out was that anytime a woman of this family fell in love, the man was doomed and he ended up dying. So these two little girls, these two poor little witches, their father dies. And I can't remember if their mother commits suicide or just like, can't handle it, but they go to live with their aunts who are like... <laughs> you know, the Spencer aunt witches. They're so great.
0: They're Aunt Hilda and Aunt Zelda. You can just say it. Yeah,
1: basically. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's that's what it is. They grow up with their aunts and as the way sisters do who experience a traumatic event, one of them goes one way where she's like, I can't wait to fall in love. I can't wait, blah, 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 blah. And that's Nicole Kidman's character who's this fiery red hood. And then Sandra Bullock's character who's the like older sister, her whole deal is like, I'm never gonna fall in love and I'm going to create this spell to make this impossible perfect man and that's gonna be my true love but he could never exist and so then you get fast forward in time to when they're adults and they are you know like living with the aunts and their aunts cast a spell on this like new dude in town to like make him and sandra bullock's character be attracted to each other and then it turns out they fall in love and they like get married and have kids and then he ends up dying because of this curse and so (laughs) she and her two little daughters move back in with her aunts, and obviously her daughters are witches too, and so she's very much, like, she's, like, kind of abandoned her powers because she's, like, it's ruin my life and blah 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 and so she's like you will not have this the childhood that i had and you will not learn magic and whatever and meanwhile all of this is happening her sister nicole kidman's character is off living this like insane fantastic life where she's partying poolside and like having sex with everyone and i mean that sounds dismissive but it seems like a pretty like legitimately great
0: life i mean same yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so she Gets in with this really, really bad dude who I think his name is like Angel or something. Of course I don't is. think that's it, but I can't remember. She starts dating this dude and he becomes like super controlling and super possessive. And she is like trying to get away from him. And Sandra Bullock's character comes to like rescue her. And they basically, basically they end up accidentally killing him. <laughs> As you do. As you do when you're a witch. Um, They end up accidentally killing this dude. And they freak out you know because why wouldn't you when you kill someone and they like bury him in their like backyard and like basically he comes back as like a malevolent spirit and like starts haunting them (laughs) and like possesses Nicole Kidman's character and that's a really bad scene but also at the same time this cop from like Texas or something comes and is like investigating his like disappearance and you find out that this dude da, 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 is the like impossible man that Sandra Bullock created <laughs> when her spell when she was a little girl, and so like there's that whole interaction like they fall in love, and I don't remember why, but that like breaks the curse. <laughs> it's like a slice of life anime, but about
0: witches yeah there's a lot going on there's like a deep cosmology happening there yeah between evil spirits and witches and whatever else and you've got multiple generations of a family
1: yeah because like at one point you get sandra bullock freaking out because like she wants to be in the pta but all of the moms hate her and then at the same time they're being haunted by (laughs) this like really like shitty malevolent spirit
0: i looked up the name it was james jimmy Angelov. so you were very close
1: yes (laughs) Angelov. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and not to mention that you've got, like, you've got Stalker Channing, you've got Diane Weist, you've got Aiden Quinn, you've got freaking baby Evan Rachel Wood. That's one of the kids.
1: Yeah, no, it is a fantastic cast. Like, if you haven't seen Practical Magic, do it. If you need to have, like, a night where you watch just, like, an emotional movie and eat some ice cream, watch Practical Magic, because it is so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you heard it here first. Steel Magnolias can go eat a dick. Practical Magic is the way to go.
1: <laughs> it's...
0: Oh no, have I? Have I, I don't want to. I was going to say, you're about to say, like, thing. don't you like, speak ill yes. of Steel Magnolias, <laughs> Lucas.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing Steel Magnolias is good, but yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Sally Field.
1: I mean, like, I don't want to be too harsh on Steel Magnolias because it is a really good movie, but it's also depressing
0: as fuck. Yep. Also, I'm immediately thrown off by the fact that when I was young, my mom was part of community theater in Massey, Ontario. And she got to play the role, even though she's like five foot three, only because she has really long hair. And so they could tease it up into that giant thing. And so I watched this movie and I'm like, oh, that's my mom with this part. That's weird. That that oh, same community my. theater had me as an urchin in Annie, and I still know all the freaking songs.
1: Oh, cute! <laughs> Music in general, when you're a kid, will do that to you. Oh, yeah. Like I I can't remember most things nowadays, but I could still sing every in sync song to you. <laughs> That's useless knowledge. Oh,
0: it's oh, it's, but it's completely useful. You know, when you're looking back on what you now realize are Guy Fieri's five adult sons. <laughs> yes,
1: Guy Fieri's <laughs> five adult sons. <laughs> The heirs to the key to Flavor Town.
0: <laughs> oh god! Oh god! I, okay, this is terrible, and I may cut it out depending on your reaction. But do you think he spray painted in front of the house? The guy ate here. <laughs> it's it's so terrible. It's,
1: I can't even believe I said that. Oh my
0: god! Oh my god! Oh, I just broke the show. Oh Jesus! All right. Oh. <laughs> On behalf of everyone, I am sorry. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't. I kind of. What? I hate Guy Fieri.
0: He's awful.
1: He's so awful. And I just like, I hate him so intensely. And it's like unnecessary how much I do. But he, the fucking macaroids just keep bringing him into my life.
0: <laughs> As I wipe my eyes, <laughs> we've probably got time for maybe one more witch related media thing. So did you have any others that you wanted to bring up?
1: There was one thing. So I was just recently talking to my friend Kate, who I, you know, like used to pretend I was a witch with about this because like i was really excited about it <laughs> to be able to like, talk to you about this stuff and we were talking about it and we were talking about how like of course we latched on to these characters who are you know these like there's that quote that a witch is just a woman who knows herself and i was thinking and i was like this proliferation of strong independent women who are in control of themselves and the universe around them me taking in that media so much as a child like i can see a direct line from that to feminism yeah totally and like my feminism and how that is very important to me and like a very important part of who i am now maybe that's just a thing like with me i just think that's so so interesting i I love like seeing how things connect like that i guess yeah that's what i'm saying and (laughs) i think a
0: nice button to put on that is recently when i was looking at pictures of the women's march and i saw one sign that was absolutely phenomenal that someone was holding up and it said we are the descendants of the witches you couldn't burn
1: i actually have a patch that says that oh it's so good (laughs) It's so good.
0: And on that note, Aaron, if people wanted to find your stuff on the internet, where would they go?
1: Well, I am on Twitter and Instagram and Tumblr, um, all the same username. It's Peachkin, P-E-A-C-H-K-I-N-N. And then I also have like a separate Tumblr like blog and professional website for my artwork, which is Aaron Hunter art, all like one word. And then I also have like an Etsy shop where I try to sell things. If you need some dope patches, hit me up. (laughs) <laughs> or any other kind of stuff. So yeah, those are the places you can find me on the internet. I've also been on a couple other podcasts. I was, like we said earlier, I was I was on an episode of Xena Warrior Business, which is super, super fun. If you're not already listening to that, like absolutely do, because it's just so silly. Starring so former good. guests of the show,
0: Chris Sims and Ali Stock.
1: Yes. Um, I was also on an episode of my friend, Chris Rowling, who we talked about earlier. I was on an episode of his podcast that he does, All Your Kayfabe Friends, which is about professional wrestling. I was a guest on that as well, which was also very, very fun. Um, And now this. And now this. And now this. this. I like being on podcasts. It's really fun.
0: Your empire grows. Yes. (laughs) All right, Aaron. So thanks very much for coming on. This was a blast.
1: Yay. I'm glad you wanted to talk to me. (laughs)
0: Thank you very much to Erin Hunter for her time. Erin gave me a very detailed flavor profile for her signature drink. More guests are doing this. I love this. I love getting really specific instructions. Erin says, as far as drinks go, I'm more into dry cider over beer, and whiskey is my go-to liquor. If I'm out, I'll usually order a whiskey sour. I love, love, love citrus and clean, crisp tart flavors. I hate coconut, pineapple, cherry, and I can't drink rum. Thanks, Erin. I've done my best. And with a show like that, I can't call it anything else. I present the Serafina. In a champagne flute, combine one ounce of bourbon, half an ounce of blue curacao, two dashes of Angostura bitters, and two dashes of Peychaud's bitters, with half an ounce of lemon juice. Top up with a dry, brute champagne. No shaking or stirring is required, as the bubbles of the champagne will actually do the work for you bubble, bubble, but no toil, and absolutely no trouble. Enjoy!
1: Dig up a bounce, but leave the soul alone <laughs> I
0: take the sharp this year Love twine, cut a string for everyone in my life. To my belt loops I tie, each string so tight, and attempt to hold on. What did you think? It's a spell for letting go. The Math of You is recorded in Leichhardt, New South Wales, Australia and is written, hosted, and edited by yours truly, Lucas Brown. New episodes are released every Wednesday evening, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show, simply send an email to themathofyou at gmail.com and tell us what you'd like to talk about. You can follow the show on Twitter at themathofyou, and you can follow my wacky adventures at Lokified, L-O-K-I-F-I-E-D, on Twitter and Instagram, and Lokified82 on Snapchat. If you have a few dollars kicking around and would like to directly support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash and pledge as little as a dollar a month or absolutely as much as you want. Make it rain. It's up to you. You can get early access to episodes, physical mail, special bonus content where I recommend all the good things I've been reading, listening to, and watching, and i just really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show non-monetarily, you can go to the iTunes store of your choice and give us a nice five-star rating or you can write a review and I'll read it out on the show. Wouldn't that be nice? If you like the music I play on the show, there's a Spotify playlist for that. You can go to bit.ly slash themathofyou with capitals at the beginning of each word to find the Spotify playlist of all the music I've ever played on the show going back to episode one, including this. It's a Spell for Letting Go by Dark Dark Dark. I update the playlist every week as the new episode goes up, so make sure to subscribe to get all that new music next week i'll be talking to musician reformed content creator writer and strategist alex watts he'll be talking about farms floods and the future join me won't you <laughs> It's a it's a really dumb, like deep core WCW joke from like nineteen
1: ninety-four. So <laughs> He just made a wrestling joke from nineteen ninety four. Sorry, you
0: missed it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure there will be plenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, no one will hear it. Basically no they took a they hear. took a dude and they wrapped him in toilet paper and he was meant to be a mummy, but decided that yeah, he was gonna obviously. be a Yeti. And so but every time they said it on That's the announcements it would be <laughs> Look at the reach of the Yeti! <laughs> it's so dumb.
1: talking about Yes, he is! Chris just got it. All he had to do was hear me say Yeti. <laughs> yeah. He's a Yeti. Do you just want me to unplug this so we can all be part of the conversation? <laughs>
0: I have a picture of the yete, hang on.
1: You have a picture of the yete,
0: right. <laughs>
1: Oh my god! Hell yes. <laughs> he's so, he's so big and dirty. The
0: sheer size of the yete! <laughs> 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 That's okay, I'm still recovering. I think I'm actually going to be like sweating salt through this whole thing because...
1: Just pure salt?
0: Yeah, because I I talked to Matt Wilson this morning and he talked a lot about barbecue and I was like, you know, it's raining. I'm pretty much stuck in the house. Why don't I just like order in some barbecue for lunch? Except my favorite barbecue place was closed. So I went onto the, the Uber Eats menu and I'm like, okay, what else do they have? And Uber Eats has only just started in Sydney. And so it's only a really small area. And so being in it means you always get everything within like 15 minutes of when it's ready.
1: I mean, that's nice.
0: So it's like super fast. And so I ordered from this place called Holy Duck, and (coughs) Holy Duck got me a...
1: Holy Duck!
0: A crispy duck burger with like pickled baby bok choy and cucumber.
1: Like actual duck?
0: Like actual duck, yeah. Crispy duck. And with some like duck fat chips, and like a little salad, Uh, and it's... Just so you know, I'm a vegetarian. Oh, no, it was (laughs) delicious. Alright, fine. Well, the, the pickle was real good. So I was merely marveling <laughs> at the fact that I could get, like, you know, fries delivered to my house and have them still be, like, hot and not soggy. The other problem then becomes it didn't say whether it came with fries. So I ordered yeah. a small fries to go with it, and it oh, came no, with fries. I so have a
1: million fries.
0: <laughs> so now I have, I have had all the fries, hence the sweating of salt. Yeah, I get that. Now,
1: yep. <laughs> I mean, okay, I can appreciate why that meal would be very, very good. Because I'm also the only vegetarian in my family and my best friend her grandpa was a butcher so like I get it and like I love barbecue like taste like mock duck barbecue is one of my favorite meals ever so like I get it
0: (laughs) it's very diplomatic of you (laughs) thank you
1: I'm currently working on a half sleeve possibly full sleeve that is just all stuff that influences
0: me i was gonna say you kind of you kind of hesitated there i was waiting for it's all vegetables <laughs> <laughs> No. that's no, it all... i would i would get a slice of cucumber tattooed on me because cucumber is the best vegetable
1: oh uh, see i disagree entirely
0: oh and we we're getting along so well
1: i know i'm sorry
0: what do you find abhorrent with cucumber
1: I don't like how much they are water, which is a weird thing to say. Like, it's the same reason why I don't like celery. They're just, like, they're so watery,
0: and... Yeah, you're not the first person to tell me that about celery, and and, and, yeah, I'll buy that. It's that old saw that your body uses up more energy breaking down celery than it gets from the actual celery.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, vegetables that are more water, and, like, they're, like, weird flavored water plus, like, a weird texture. That's what cucumber and celery are to me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that's kind of weird but like it's the opposite reason why like carrots are my favorite vegetable because they are a very satisfying like crunch and they're just like to be that's what a vegetable is supposed to be
0: carrot is a solid vegetable I'll give you that although yeah. carrots one of those vegetables where I almost like universally prefer it raw to cooked
1: oh absolutely cooked carrots are so bad
0: it's, you've got to treat it like when you're cooking noodles or something, you like plunge it into the water like two minutes before it's ready. Like Just leave it that little bit crispy if you're going to yeah. use it in like stir fry or something. But yeah, the raw carrot is like just unquestionably better.
1: I could do like bags of baby carrots that you mm-hmm. get just like regular yep. size bags. I can sit down and eat an entire one of those just like without thinking about
0: it. They don't have those here in Australia and I've gone looking for them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because it's just like, yeah, I have fond memories of like sitting in the back of a car on a road trip and just eating a whole bag of baby carrots. Yeah. Although I've learned recently that the way I eat grapes is not normal. So maybe it's that way with carrots. Oh no, what do you do? Well, here's the thing. Any serving of grapes that you put in front of me is one servings worth, because I will eat them until they are all gone.
1: Okay, see that's not totally weird, because grapes are really good.
0: They are really good, and it was just this idea that it's like, like we have a little fruit bowl near the microwave, with has like lemons and limes and stuff in it, and there were some grapes there, and so I just, I was making coffee, and I just grazed my way through like half of a kilogram bag of grapes, <laughs> and Kimiko got up later after I'd gone to work, and she's like, what the hell happened to the grapes? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? I had one servings worth.
1: So anywhere from three to an entire bag of grapes is one serving of grapes for Lucas Brown. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the way it works. And that's why when I see people, like, will do their thing at the grocery store where they, like, pick off one grape to eat it to try it, and I'm like, you're, you're doing that wrong. You're supposed to eat the whole bag. <laughs>